Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom podcast number 10. We believe that real faith and life's wisdom, understanding, and everything that you need is found on one platform, and that is Lord Jesus Christ. I believe because of Him, I live the life that I live. Now, all you young people, you need to pay attention today specifically. My guest on this podcast is our own, our associate pastor, Pastor Matthew Richard. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and I want to talk about really how to grow your faith, sustain your faith, how to, um, here, here's, here's a story that I have to start with before I, I, I go into it. Four years ago, Pastor Matthew showed up here and we were launching church. Pastor Matthew, he wasn't a pastor back then. He showed up here on his bike that was falling apart, that were almost falling apart, didn't have a place to live. He just answered the call and he said, you know what, I'm going to go and, and, and help you launch a church. And uh, when he was coming here, my wife walked into uh, our apartment when, where we lived and she said, man, I just saw this young kid. It's 22 degrees on the bike, warming his hand on the engine. And, and I said, I, I said, that might be Pastor Matthew. I'm going I'm to meet him. He wasn't pastor, but he is pastor now. So I refer to him as a pastor. That, that might be Matthew. I'm going to go meet him. And sure enough, it was Matthew at 22 on January 22nd, 1917, I believe, at 22 degrees coming here to plant a church with me. And his life went from just having a bike that was falling apart, nothing else, to now he is a pastor in the church running a, a business, his business, and business is growing like crazy, having a beautiful wife, now having a kid on their way. And, and, and I look at within this four years, I mean, uh, Pastor Matthew, you're 26 now, right? You're 26. You, were here, you, you came here when you were 22. From 22 to 26, life just changed 100%. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't mean you're not going to have uh, uh, failures. That doesn't mean you're not going to have some circumstances in life, some, some things, uncertainty. You will have all that. But if you zoom out and you look at your life, man, I'm blessed by it. I'm blessed by it. And, and here's what I want. I, I, want you to, I, want to, I want you to tell everybody. Now, how do you sustain your faith? And how do you grow your faith? How did you answer this call? And it's, it's many questions, but let's start with this one. What helped you answer this call of obedience to coming here first? And how, how were you managing? Because there's so many kids out there. I believe they don't have dreams anymore. They, they don't dream. They don't have any goals. They, they, they just live life. And, and, and I, I believe that they, they're just being swayed from one side to another without their voice, without their reasoning. So tell me a little bit about your beginning stages and how you approach this, 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 this thing called life. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because I don't even know really how I got here. And um, my wife's pregnant right now. We're going to be having a baby girl. We just found out the other day. You're going to call her Yuri, yeah? Because I found out Yuri in Asia is a girl. I mean. No, I know you've, you've presented that request. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> okay. It'd be too awkward. All right. <laughs> Our wives already have the same name. I don't know if I can have someone named Yuri in my family right now. <laughs> um, 
but I don't really know how, how I got here. Like I, I would love to tell people that there's like some secret formula to uh, put your life on the track of, of where you want it to be. And like, uh, but, but I don't think there really, really is. I think um, if I was going to try and say one thing that really got me from where, because I got on fire for God and I like, you know, I, I was, I had my old life, all my old junk of, of doing stupid crap and drugs and partying and all that. And uh, I had a, a youth pastor uh, that, I reconnected with him and he just really walked me through, um, you know, getting my life back on track, starting a relationship with Christ. I didn't know, you know, I grew up in church, but didn't really like have my own faith. And, uh, you know, I ended up living with him and his family and it was the best experience. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for their family taking me Mm -hmm. in, loving me, showing me, just walking with me. And, uh, and, and he said something that, that I think took me probably three years, two to three years to actually understand uh, what he said. And, and he would always just tell me, Matthew, just be faithful. Like, just be faithful. And we know that God is faithful all the time. And, and he just, like, I didn't comprehend that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, okay, I understand. Like, be faithful, do the right things, follow God. Like, just, just be faithful. And... I used to think that that was me do all the right things a lot of times and faithful to me is not always hey I need to do all the right things but learn to turn my turn back around like when I get off track like realign with God and refocus on him and and he said he just he's like it's one of those profound things that is like this little statement that you you know you like it's like reading the Bible and you read a scripture and then you don't get it for like years. Yeah. I mean years. Yeah. And then finally one day it's like, why have I never read that? I've read this verse 50 times. And that's kind of how that statement was for me. Just remain faithful. And it wasn't until I realized like I had been faithful enough, whether like whether that's in my failure, whether that's in my screw up, whether that's in the good things, the bad things whether that's in my relationships and my business, like I had been faithful enough to just pursue God, walk with God, that I started to see, um, not a great statement for spiritual, but return on investment that like I, I began to see my faithfulness, like God honoring my faithfulness and continuing to build my life. And, um, I think it's kind of like a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. Like you have no clue. I moved here four years ago and I had zero idea of what I was doing. I was like, I literally had just had an encounter with God, started my relationship with him, just got on fire for him. I was chasing after God and I was like, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Like, what do you have for my life? But it's important. I mean, you're start, you're starting your journey with a mentor. You starting, you gave your life to God and maybe you even haven't, but, but there was God sent you somebody a mentor. So would you say to all young people today that that might be listening to this, that they need to have not only mentor in heaven, but they need, they need to have someone that they look up to someone that they see a track record. The Bible says they, they, you will, they, you will see them by your, by their fruit. Right. 
and that, all right, you're going to be my mentor. Or you're going to be, I'm going to look up to you. I'm going to, I'm going to try to spend some time with you. I mean, is that because right now that was, 100%. that's your success now because of that successful beginning of a mentor in your life. Yeah. Uh, I think it becomes like a really cliche thing that, that the statement of, uh, you know, you become like the people you surround yourself with, mm -hmm. but it's true. Like a hundred percent. And it's, I think it's overused and it doesn't have the, uh, the maybe strength behind it that it should, but, but it is. And I was in a, in a group of people that was just full of, of, party like nobody was thinking about our future nobody was thinking about what's next for us nobody was thinking at least i wasn't um you know well if you weren't and the people that you hang around i mean that's yeah it's it's just a chain chain of effects and yeah. chain of thoughts yeah and so everything was kind of i don't know i had brokenness in me yeah. you know because i was far from god or i was turned away from god and uh and i I got submerged in a culture and a family. Like, I mean, I literally, I live with them. They're three kids, like in their, in their spare room. Like it was pretty, uh, I was completely submerged in their culture. You know, I'd, I'd ride with pastor Joe to the church, spend time at the church. Like I was just, I got completely submerged in that. And without me realizing it, I just began to develop the same habits that they had. Like everything was looked at through the lens of Christ, through the lens of God. And, and just over time, it didn't happen overnight. Like over time, it began to just change the way I think, change the way I act. I mean, it had to, it, I mean, number one, that it was me reading my Bible, pursuing God, all these practical things. That you have know. to put, put some work into yeah, it. You, yeah. you gotta, yes. Um, but I never would have got there if I hadn't had, hadn't had that. So I think a hundred percent, like, you, if you don't have someone that you're looking up to, um, you're being affected by some kind of culture, some kind of people, something in your environment, in your world is affecting you. And so just be conscious of who those people are that are maybe not even speaking into your life directly, but speaking around your life that is being input into your mind, into your heart. And, Without ma you realize. and make sure those are people that you look up to, like people that you admire, people that you want to be like, people that show you godliness, show you uh, in, in whatever area that you feel like you need to grow or God wants you to grow. If, you, if you, God has put a business in your hands to do that, surround yourself by people that you, you admire their business model. You admire how, how they do business from a godly perspective, um, same in spiritual. So, so there might be, there might be some people that are listening to it right now and, and they're like, okay, I need to find a mentor. How, how would you, cause God gave you a mentor, but how would you, uh, what would you recommend to people that maybe don't have that? Maybe don't have a mentor in their life. You know, what, what would their steps looks like, looks like? Cause I, I know how pursuant you are. I mean, you pursue people. I mean, every new people that come to our church, you, you're, you're almost the first one to, to to see them to, and, and go after them. So yeah. share that, that, that side of you. Um, it starts by just getting over your uncomfortableness. Mm, that's, that's a great revelation, right? Like there. just yep. get over it. Yeah. Um, like it, I mean, I had a lot of insecurity when I came here. It was hard for me to communicate with people. I had in my head, what I repeated in my mind was that I can't communicate with people. Like, I don't know how to hold a conversation with someone. I feel like, 
you know, if I were to approach somebody that I respect, I mean, it all has to do with my insecurity in yeah, reality, yeah. but um, I would approach somebody that I admire, I look up to, I, you know, I, I honor them and uh, feel like I don't bring any value to them. And what I've realized is that, um, man, the most encouraging thing for me is when someone comes to me and is like, hey, can you help me with this? Mm. Hey, what do you, what's your opinion on this? Would you d- try and give me a little bit of wisdom in a step or a process that I should make in my life? And so I think an encouragement to that is understand that people that may be ahead of you uh, we all want that person. Like yeah, we all yeah, want yeah, that absolutely. person, you know. No and we how, all we all are insecure. I yeah. mean, all, all, yeah. yeah. No matter how far we make it, we all want that person that like we can we can do life with. We can we can go through life with, and it's like we've been through it. Like you know, and I I don't even know that I can say that I've been through it. I feel like as I go through life, the season that I thought was a big deal wasn't that big of a deal. And I get to the next season, like we're about to have a child and it's like, okay, what do I have no idea that I'm prepared for right now? And you're never ready. You just yeah. got to, you just got to believe God and jump in. You can see all the core courses about how to be a, a father, this and that, but you're never ready. You, 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 there is no such a thing as, all right, you are ready. Yeah. I think that's how life is in the way. But we have a lot of like in our church, like 19, 20 year old young people that, uh, I've got to do life with through our youth group and it brings me so much honor for them to come and ask, hey, what should I do? What, what's the step that I should take? And so the practical step of that is get out of your comfort zone and someone that you look up to, like just go initiate a conversation with them because they're probably going to be way more receptive to that conversation than you actually think they are. In your own mind, you're like, nah, they're not going to want to talk to me. Hey, they're not going to want to go have a cup of coffee with me, whatever. And show up to that meeting with a question. Show up to that meeting with something like, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Something that you want to learn. Yeah, yeah like, hey, I admire this that, that you do. I admire how you walk with God in this way. How do you do that? What's that, what's that like for you? And, and come because that is not just adding value to you and your life and, and imparting wisdom into you. It's adding value into them. It's a, it's a satisfaction to know that something that God has done in my life, I can now pass that on to somebody else. And a, a lot of times they don't have to go through the same junk that I had to go through to learn that lesson, you know? But there, it requires a level of humility because, I, you know, when you're young and you're especially in your early 20s, you think like, you know everything. I mean, you know an answer to everything. Let me, hey, Mr. President, let me tell you how to do your job. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But then when you get older, you realize, oh, I have no clue about this thing yeah. called life. And, and so it requires a level of humility to come before, uh, before somebody and say, listen, how, how, do you, how do you do this thing? How, yeah. how, how do you get out of it? So that, that's great. But I'm, I'm going to go back to, to, your, to your story. What was going through your mind? Okay, you, you lived in... Uh, I'm going to retract back even more so people understand your story. So Pastor Joe Martin, he's in Bayside. That's you live. You live there. You lived in Bradenton. By the way, Pastor Joe, you impacted my life. I won't say everything on camera, but man, the, the, I'm just going to say that the moment I walked into Bayside and I was walking by, you said, Yuri, you look like 
And, and, and was like, man, that, 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 that dude is good and he doesn't have no insecurity. So anyway, just, just giving you a little bit of thumbs up. God is doing some great thing, things in your life. But you live in, 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 at his, in, in his house and became uh, almost part of the, the family. Yeah. Now you met this guy named Yuri in Bayside and we had a meeting about planning a church. And you decide, now I'm going to relocate from Bradenton to here, even though this was kind of was your home because you grew up in Panama City here. We're in Santa Rosa, 30 minutes away. And now you're on your bike in January 22nd at 22 degrees Fahrenheit, cold as heck. What was going through your mind, man? <laughs> what was going through your mind? And like, what am I signing? Because you're talking about uncomf- being uncomfortable. Go, go and talk to somebody. You, you were going to meet with me. Oh, yeah. And, and I- it, was, it was scary. It was exactly that thing that I'm talking about. Like, okay, here's this dude that is like starting a church. Like, I'm this kid that's been walking with God for almost two years. And like, I don't, like, it was extremely uncomfortable. The first time I went up to you at, at church, like that was probably the initiation. Like all these things where I'm at in my life today started in little tiny steps. It was the little step of me getting up and walking across the row at church to go talk up, go talk to you because I had saw some little Facebook clip that you had, you had recorded coming here. It was like, okay, I don't think it had nothing to do with you. It had to do with I was chasing after God and I don't want to just pull a God card on that, but like, but like really nothing else mattered. Like the ability for me to face my fear or face my insecurity was that I knew God was drawing me to something like, and maybe I didn't even fully know what that was. Like I look back on riding the motorcycle over here and we laugh about that and it's hilarious. Um, And it's like, it seems crazy when I look back on it, but there was no other option when I was in that. There was no other alternative. It was literally follow, follow God and, and try and just try to find the route that he has for you. Like, I didn't know what that route was. I had a couple options on the table of could have gone back onto the mission field, could have come here. And, um, I just was like, okay, God, like, which way do you want me to go? And um, and got outside of my comfort zone, went and had a conversation with you, like everything that you sat down and we talked about the oh, first yeah, cup of coffee, yeah. you know, I was like checking my backpack for my journal, make sure you hadn't stole it, you know, like all the things that God had been speaking to me, you, you kind of laid out in one cup of coffee. And I was just like, wow, that all happened. This escalated very fast. Yeah. Um, but I was just pursuing God. Like I, I really was, and I was curious, I was hungry. I, I think that life hadn't happened enough. Like we talk about childlike faith. Life hadn't ha- happened enough for me to like even be aware of the um, possible bad outcomes that could happen. Like I had an immature faith, but I had so much of it. It was, there was no other options. It was just chase after God 
and I, I believe he's going to do something. And whatever the door is opening, I'm going to go right, right to it. Yeah. Uh, there, there is, there, your life is full of consistencies, and, and I want to talk about, about, about that too. But uh, you said something that just kind of reminded me of the story. You said I was going, and I did not really know where I was going, what I was going to do. It's, I mean, it's a story of Abraham. Uh, um, Abraham. God called him out of Ur of Chaldean, and he was going. And actually, I'm going to be preaching this Sunday about that just a tiny bit. But what God showed it to me, that blessing follows the obedience, really. And because God says, the, you know, when you, he called him out and then he said, I will bless you. And now, now I, see, I see your life almost in exactly the same way. You were going somewhere and you did not know what's waiting for you. But what, what was waiting for you is all these blessings. Yeah. You know, and and young people get it when you follow God, when you truly obey God and you're consistent because, man, you challenged me. I, I'm going to say this out loud. And many, many times you'll hear me say I needed you just as much as maybe you need. You needed me yeah. because, man, uh, when you were coming and meeting to these these prayer meetings that we had on Mondays, man, you were the first one there. You always try to beat me to it. I'm like, oh, I'll be there 30 minutes before. And, and Pastor Matthew shows up an hour before. And I'm like, I was mad at you, man. I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to be here. I'm I supposed to be here first. And, and then I showed up 45 minutes before. You're there again. And so we need one another. One another. That accountability. And, and it's not just in years and everything. Sometimes the immaturity of your faith was building somebody who, who ha had some faith, you know? So, so yeah. it's never your, it's never the experience, but it's your obedience. God, I'm going to do what, and when you're obeying just like a child, I mean, you will build other pe people around you and encourage other, and you have encouraged me a lot. But now let's go back to this, this consistency. You have a crazy consistency and, and, uh, and, uh, and that's, that, that's encouraging me. I mean, you do have consistency. Sometimes we walk away. I mean, we come back. I mean, there's three seasons. But what, help, what helps you to, to be like that? Because you ask some people, hey, would you, would you volunteer? Or they come to you and say, hey, I want to volunteer. And then you see their consistency is all over the place. You know, I'm just going to say that that discouraged me this last three years of our church. It discouraged me that people say, I'm going to do this thing. And then they don't show up for a month and then they come back again. They don't show up for a month. Then they come back again. And I'm thinking if you would have done that to your, your employer, you would get fired. But you do that to God and you are kind of proud of that. Like, God, I showed up, you know, it's once a month, but I showed up. You should be like, pat me on the shoulder and say, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm be real here, here on this podcast. But, but you were opposite of that. And, and, and what sustains you? Like, how, how, to tell me your formulas. Because even me, man, I have to tell myself, okay, finish what you started. Finish what you started. Finish it. Because many things I've started and I haven't finished. Yeah. Well, and it might appear that I have some kind of consistency in my life. In my own mind, I'm analyzing myself and I'm very aware of my inconsistencies. I'm very aware of the areas where I'm... Well, not always, you know, but I'm aware of, of some inconsistencies that I have. And as humans, we can cover those things up and hide those things and, and hide it from the rest of the world. But I think that the reason that I'm able to be consistent is because it's not about me. The, like those things of, of serving and, you know, because we want it our way. We want it comfortable for us. We want it the easy way. We, we want the path of least resistance in our life. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to keep on because sometimes like, you know, when I was a young person, like 
I wanted everything. When I was young, you're still young. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, okay. Well, when I'm when I'm 20 years old, yeah. it was like I wanted all the glory moments without any of the valley moments. Mm. Like I wanted all the just best moments that like, and I couldn't I couldn't handle difficulty. Like it would short circuit my brain of like. God has completely abandoned me and I'm alone and what have I done wrong that God has left me, you know? Um, and really seeing my consistency came from really it not being about me and my failure and my mess ups, but it became about, it became about other people. It became about God. Like if I serve and, I'm, and if I'm doing the things that I'm doing, for you. I mean, you're the lead pastor of the church. If I'm doing it for you, I'm going to be way less consistent than if I do it for God. Absolutely. Like if I have a healthy reverence for God, like I think it comes that from, should be number one. Yes. Yeah. That should be number one above everything else. I think we should have reverence for people, for God, but that, that, that's a great foundation to have. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that there's God places authority over your life and God may work through you to speak something into my life that I need to be able to receive from you and not think that I know better or I know the way to do it. But um, like in, in serving, I have to constantly like the consistency, the appearance of consistency doesn't happen in the outward natural thing. It happens in the consistency of my mind to realign myself in the right place of God, I understand that I'm doing this for you right now. And whether it's good, bad, or ugly, like that, this is, this is what you have for me today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through that. And I trust you. And I believe that this is... I've had to walk through like some challenging things for me like i think it's i think it's relative to who we are like what was difficult for me maybe for other people i have lived a lot more challenging lives um, but for me what was challenging uh is is now the the biggest foundation that i that i've built on and and so consistency really is determined on what you do when it's difficult, not whenever everything is amazing. So can I, can I ask you this? Because when, when you're saying this, this, this will what really pops in my heart right now. Can your inconsistency reflects, reflect your relationship with God? A hundred, yeah. I mean, not can it, it does. That, that's because when I analyze my life, the, the, the times that I was inconsistent is the time when I was inconsistent with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I can look at your life and evaluate your life and at, at some at some point, that's going to retrace back to your relationship with God, whether that's you're having issues in your marriage, whether you're having issues with your kids, whether you're having issues with relationships, friend group, whatever, like what, whatever that is, it's going to trace back to to your relationship with God. Are you are you tuned in? Are you checked in? Are you, are you walking with him? Not to say that you're going to be on cloud nine all the time because you won't. It, I mean, no, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I burst the bubble, but like you have to, you got to walk through God and be faithful in every season. Um, but yeah, it, it all traces back. If I ever see, I don't realize it. I don't realize that I'm off track with God. And then I start experiencing tension in areas of my life. And then I, once 
I don't want to fix what's going on or I'm not aware of it till I start seeing my inconsistency manifest in bad results that I don't like. Uh, my, my procrastination builds and builds and builds till like I can't con like sustain it anymore. You know, I can't last minute throw it together anymore. I can't talk my way through it anymore. <laughs> you know, I can't, you know, and and then that's when I'm like, crap, I have an issue. And I, tr I decide to get out of myself and say, and turn around and refocus on God. Okay, God, I always start from, I'm annoyed at God because why did I end up here? And then you come to God and he's like, well, yeah, but I've been trying to show you that if you can just go this way and focus on me, Holy Spirit will, will guide you in the things that you need to do and, and direct you and protect you from things that you didn't even realize you needed protection from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, that's a big one. Like uh, one, of, one of the young guys in our church grad the other day, like uh, he, he was late to church and he's never late to church. Mm -hmm. and, like never. And so it's weird it, when he doesn't show up and whenever I was like, why are you late? And, you know, I was able to encourage him because it showed me his consistency. He, had, yeah. he has great consistency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was... I was like, that's the exception. Like people, like it's a frustration sometimes because people's consistency is their inconsistency. Yeah. Like it's their habits. It's the way that they live their life. They're constantly operating in inconsistency. And so it's frustrating us as leaders, pastors. I mean, anyone with your parents, with kids, whatever. Like it's frustrating and you're just trying to break through people's inconsistency. And like, man, God has so much more for you if you would just, you know, honor God and, and play your part in what God's trying to do because we have a, a, a part to play. And so I was able to encourage him that like, hey, it's okay that you were late because that's the exception. And, and just don't like, because you are consistent. There is a time that you're going to fall short. And, um, and so, yeah, the consistency is, is such a, a key part uh, of our life in general, in general. But you mentioned something about failure. When we fail, what do you do in those moments? What, what would you tell young people? All right, you know, I've been consistent and I failed. Or, or I've been, Lord, I've been trying to, trying to do my best and I failed. Because failure is inevitable. I mean, it, you will, you need it. You need it. I realize I need failure to, 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 to forgot to, to kind of cut things away. For me to realize that that I still want to grow my life versus the one Philippians one six the one who started good working you uh, will finish it uh, until Christ come back, and so what do you do in time in times of failure? Because you mentioned this to me earlier, because because the righteous will fail seven times and and we will back back up, but the wicked one will fall and stumble. Don't look at look at it from a negative lens. Look at it instead of God. Why is like like, why is this happening to me? God, what are you doing in my life? Like, what, what are you trying to grow me in? What are you trying to develop me in? And then, like, just don't stop. Just keep walking forward. Get back up. Like, Get that's it. Up. Like, back up. like oh, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you to read your Bible and, you know, maybe devote a little bit more time to prayer or, you know, get plugged in at a small group and come to church on Sundays. Like, all of those things do Don't those focus on do those a hundred percent like you have to but 
but in the like, if I'm going to tell someone, like, I can't give you your practical step. Like, I don't know what God's doing in your life. I don't know everything about the way that you think, your heart, your relationship with Christ. And for some per- some person, it might just they just might need to get in their car and listen to worship music on the way to work instead of listen to death metal. You know, like, like uh, I love it. I love it absolutely. And, and I mean, nothing's wrong with either uh, in yeah. some in some ways. You know, I, I mean, whatever whatever is for you. Yeah. Uh, but but don't like, focus. Don't, get back. Yeah, get right just back don't yeah. stop. Like, don't let yourself be subject to this world and to all the things that are going to beat you down or try and beat you down because they're going to try like no matter all these people that you look up to all these like you know mega people that are on some kind of platform behind a microphone on your screen whatever like they didn't get there let me just say it like this they didn't get there because they're any better than you no no. they got there because they didn't give up and and yes, God has an anointing on their life and, and, and God has a purpose that, that leads them there. And your purpose may not be the same as theirs, but it, it's not. I mean, not may. It, is, it isn't. Yeah, you know, you absolutely. have your own purpose. Yes, that, that's what it, call, it all boils down to calling. It's just their calling. And, and they're, they have their own failures, they, their own inconsistency. We're all human beings. We, we have a flawed nature. Yeah. And, and that, that's right. But you have your own calling. Yeah, your call. Yeah, in some ways, I think that uh, if we're talking about faith, I think you're only like your calling is is only as big as you think it is. Like because you you can't outgrow like how your the size of your thinking in in a lot of ways. Like God is always in my life, constantly expanding that thing of like how big I think or how big I think God is. Because the more I realize who God is, the more I walk through life, the more I don't know, the bigger he gets, the more profound he gets, the more of a mystery the gospel is, the more I understand of it. And and so, but I always think like, you know, I used to think that like being a pastor was the was the end goal for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because I'm, I'm just going to laugh. That's all I'm <laughs> you know, like I was, I was 22 years old yeah. and it was like, God, I, I want to do this. And I felt like God had spoke that over my life. He had spoke that to me. And actually I journaled it and wasn't until a whole year later that I had realized and went back through there and realized God had spoke that to me. But I had this dream and it took so long. Uh, like it seemed so far off. It seemed like such a huge deal to me. And God is just a, a drop in the pond. It's just a little piece of the puzzle. And, and so my encouragement to young people is now you can take it to the other side and just go out and pursue all your own dreams and pursue all you want to do and all you think your life should be. Um, and that's going to just, that's going to end up so unfulfilling and so unsatisfying. But Pursue the things of God and don't limit God. Like you think that God can't do anything with you. And it goes back to that conversation of someone that's a mentor to you. Like you're not doing anything. God is doing everything through you. you. And it doesn't matter if, you know, you're somebody that got saved on the street yesterday and you have the opportunity to speak to someone 
and can radically transform somebody's life. Or you've been a pastor for 30 years, 50 years, what, your entire life walking with God. Like, it's God doing the work through us, and it can't be us doing the work. And we all have a room to grow. All of us. It doesn't matter where you are in life, how old you are, how young you are. We all have a room to grow. And God will challenge things in your life, things that you haven't thought thought about. Yeah. You, you think you're going to be happy. And, and I've, I've, I've said this many, many times. Every I've lived the American dream. I've had everything. I've traveled the world. I still do. I, I love my life. That's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, it's a, what's the difference between a guy who's making a 200 grand a year to, or let's say 100 grand or a three, 300 grand? A bigger vacation, uh, maybe a little bit longer vacation, a bigger car. I mean, I, I've had a little over 130 cars in my life. Now I drive $4,000 beat up Jeep Liberty that takes me from point A to point B, man. I'm just as happy, man. It's not about, it's not about what you have. But it's about the purpose in your life that you can live out, yeah. man. And, 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 and going back, because we're going to close our podcast, um, get, get, getting to the end of it. Man, now God radically blessed your life in this last, in the last four years. I mean, radically, you know, you got hired on staff here in church. You, you became a pastor. Uh, you, uh, God gave you your wife. You're waiting for your daughter to come in and next February 21, right? Is that, am I right? Um, and, and, and you're running your business that about to, you know, break through hundred thousand in sales this year, right about that. And it's like, have you ever thought about that? God's going to do all these things. I mean, you're going to have a business. You're going to be a father. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a, you did, 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 did all these things. Cause when you have them, they're irrelevant. They're, they're nothing. But when you step back and see the blessing, you're like, God, wow. Like, have you ever thought about that you're going to be sitting today doing a podcast four years later and you're going to be where you are today? Mm, no, no clue. I mean, man, if you knew my life before Jesus, like I should not be here, period. You know, flat out many times, just so much stupid stuff. And so to look at my life where it's at now, man, I say this sometimes, I'm spoiled rotten. Like, I don't realize how much God has blessed my life like crazy. And it's not about, it's not about my consistency. It's not about, you know, I play a factor in that, but it's about the faithfulness of God, the love of God that's on our lives. And if we're just willing to walk with Him and bring Him in. And I just had, I, no, like, it goes back to my small thinking. It was like, you know, if I reach pastor level, like... <laughs> I'm like, going to be somewhere, man. It's going to be good, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I'm going to be 25 and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to be happy forever, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm going to get married. And, and then you realize well, well, ministry then, involves people. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not the truth, I don't know what it is, um, you know, and then that wasn't, that wasn't enough, you know, like I'm, I love what I get to do. I really do. And it's been amazing and beautiful to get to be part of our church and, um, see God change people's lives and be part of that and like play a small part in, in people coming to know him and lives being transformed and people experiencing freedom. Um, but like, what am I supposed to do? Am I, am I supposed to just sit, sit down now and be a pastor and, and like, just, just kind of yeah. chill out right here? No, like, 
God, God brought me a wife, and now we're building marriage. Now we're building family. We just, you know, did started business almost two years ago, and like, God, God always has more for us. Yeah. Like I think that's what uh, is a great encouragement for me, and probably to young people is God has way more for your life than you realize, yeah. and like, yeah. like so, so much more. And just believe that sometimes, like, like make yourself believe that. And like faith, you think faith, like you think all these OG Christian, like guys that have made it or people that have made it or that are this great example. Like, you don't think they tell themselves to believe sometimes you just, you haven't been there yet. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. sometimes you got to whip yourself into shape and say, okay, God, my natural, I don't believe this, but, but you're going to do something. Yeah. And I'm going to step into that. And that's, that's real faith. And that, that's the difference between this prosperity gospel that everybody, you know, sometimes you hear it that, oh, God's going to give you all these things. It's not about the things. You never, never, never once heard from your mouth that I, I, wanna, I want to have this. God's going to give me all this. God's going to, no, you were just looking at God for who, who he is in your life, for who you are as a child of God. And you were fearlessly running after him with obedience, and there was a lot of bad stuff that happened along the way. Yeah. We all have that. We all have, we had challenges, but you never gave up. And byproduct of obedience, now the bless, now God had his hand upon your shoulders and he blessed you with all these things. And so as you hear this story, I mean, Pastor Matthew's 26, the life is to come. I mean, it's just the beginning. Yeah. And, and what's gonna, what God's gonna do in your life is, is you can't even imagine or think, you know, Ephesians 3.20. So young people, rewatch this podcast a couple of times. Come up to Pastor Matthew for those who are living here and say, hey, can you be my mentor? Because that's what you need in life in order to succeed. Crazy, when you obey God, truly with all your heart and all your mind a crazy blessing will follow pastor matthew thank you for being on this podcast right, thank you man you uplift me you encourage me till today and thank you for being in my life can i say one more thing absolutely to, before, Come on, let's before do it. we close yes um, um for young people like this is my encouragement to you do the thing that challenges you the most do the thing that scares you the most do the thing that and this, humble yourself before God, that God, I'm willing to do something that has no title behind it. I'm willing to do something that, that I'm, I'm willing to clean the toilets. I'm willing to, you know, whatever, whatever that thing is, like I'm willing to just serve you in all the small things and the things that seem insignificant, like that is, is not a big deal because that thing right there just compounds on itself and takes you to the place where God really wants you. But it starts in those little things. It starts in, in humbling ourselves to be willing to do whatever. Like be willing to do whatever God asks you to do and he will take you to the place that you never imagined for your life. So thanks for having me on the podcast, Amen. man. I That's truly it. appreciate it. Appreciate you. Love you, man. Love you too.